When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated economist here. Thought I'd talk a little bit about the United States dollar being the world reserve currency. What can we expect from that going into the future? Now, this is a major problem for the United States. It's Triffin's Dilemma. If you're not familiar with this, this is when a nation who wants to have the world reserve currency is faced with the problem of forever trying to create dollars to fill the demand coming from the world four dollars does that make sense like as the world is growing and things are happening and business is taking place if the united states is the world reserve currency then nations and businesses and people outside of the united states are going to be demanding those u.s dollars and it will be up to the united states to provide those dollars to those people now what this ends up causing is a lot of trade imbalances because ultimately, as we are printing up money and trying to feed that into the world, the world is trying to get those dollars by selling us a lot of stuff. And if they are selling us a lot of if they are selling us a lot of stuff, then we're probably not going to be selling them a lot of stuff. So this is where Triffin's dilemma comes in, where the United States has to ever increasingly go into this trade deficits in order to continually provide the world with dollars. Now. This is going to create a problem at some point in the future. Because right now, printing up the amount, of, the amount of money that we are in order to continue on supplying the world with dollars and trying to deal with our own domestic issues here, eventually there's going to be a breaking point that takes place. Now, a lot of people are just under the impression that the Federal Reserve is on a one-way street. That they are going to print into oblivion until they completely destroy themselves and they are no longer in existence. Because that's what hyperinflation would do. It's like basically saying we are done. We've done everything we can. And now we have to shut our doors and you all have to figure out something else to do. But the Federal Reserve would then be out of business. I don't feel that that's what their intentions are or what they are going to do. Now, I do feel that the Federal Reserve wants to have a central bank digital currency. A lot of people will argue with me on that, whatever. I feel that that's the case. I feel that nations all around the world are also pushing for central bank digital currencies. However, here in the United States, I just don't feel that the Federal Reserve has the power or the authority to even have a central bank digital currency. And so what will happen is, is that there will be a change from Congress in order to change the way the Federal Reserve is chartered so that they can actually do a central bank digital currency. Now, that is not going to come easy. And it is going to take like a serious event or a lot of pain or frustration or something coming from the people to finally go to their Congress and say, you do something about this or else we're going to, you know, we're going to flip out and vote you out or start burning things. Who knows? But that's that's the situation that would have to come. And then Congress would go and change the way the Federal Reserve is chartered. But never is 
Congress going to say, okay, you know what? We got this really good idea, guys. We are going to implement a central bank digital currency and attempt to take cash out of the system. Doesn't that sound nice? I mean, no way is that ever going to fly like that. But if people are losing their jobs and they're losing their houses and they're losing everything they own and they're losing their retirement and people are crying in the streets, they will demand Congress do something about it. And the Federal Reserve will step up and say, hey, we got the central bank digital currency. We can inject money right into the system. All you have to do is just change the way we're chartered and we can make our, our liabilities legal tender. That is a very complicated situation and it's not going to come easy, but it will come at some point. Now, if it doesn't, if they don't implement that central bank digital currency, if they don't have Congress go and change the way things are going to go as far as like the Federal Reserve Charter goes, then, yeah, the Fed, they may be in a position in which they would have to just print. I mean, there is no other choice at this point. Like, it's either that or like everything everybody suffers and dies right i mean that's they have no like no other options there is no other room to go anywhere but there is that digital thing that is coming but they can't use it unless things change within the way congress is handling things that's going to be where the major change takes place now however there is a world reserve currency that's already in play right now actually there's several of them gold is a perfect world reserve currency Everybody recognizes it. It's the same no matter where you go on the planet. It's recognizable, useful. There's nothing else quite like it. It's tangible, right? Physical. However, it's not easily transported. Like, you know, you want to do a deal with somebody 3,000 miles away, you have to put a lot of trust into whoever it is that is going to carry that gold all the way across the nation. That is not exactly the funnest feeling to have, and it's not very secure. Bitcoin, on the other hand, is very secure. Once you start that transaction, it's on its way, and there's nobody who's going to stop that from taking place. That is pretty cool, and that's not something that just any old currency can do. Pretty much only Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies can do that. Now, there are several different types of cryptocurrencies out there. I personally... In buying Bitcoin. I do have other alternate coins that I buy. If there was one alternate coin that I have really put at least, you know, some money towards, it would be Litecoin. I didn't do it for any other reason other than I really like Charlie Lee. I like the way he talked. I like the way he uh, was dedicated to his project. I have, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, he could be wrong. You know, he could be a cheat. He did sell out a lot of his Litecoin, but to be honest with you, the price that he got for it, I think that was an incredibly smart business move. And he just used his money to continue to, you know, work on his project. So I, I, I'm cool with Charlie Lee. I think he's cool. And I think Litecoin is a, is an excellent coin. Now, is it going to be the, the right one? I have no idea, but I do put my money towards Bitcoin. I buy $50 a week. Now, many of you know that I have, like, just did a little experiment. About eight months ago, I started buying into a stock portfolio that I built in Bitcoin. I'd buy $50 a week of each. And over the course of the last eight months, I've invested something like $2,200 into both a stock portfolio and into Bitcoin. 
and the stock portfolio is up like 12%, something like that. I think I have like a, I don't know, 200 and something dollar gain, 200 and $240 gain or something like that to it. The exact same amount of money put into Bitcoin is now up over $1,000 of profit if I was to sell it today of gains. That is a pretty cool savings account. $50 a week has done incredibly well for me inside of Bitcoin. I didn't think about what the price was when I bought it. I would just buy it every morning or every Thursday morning at six o'clock with a cup of coffee. I would make that purchase and not even think about it. And I tell you, when it went down, like when Bitcoin had hit its bottom just recently, it had gone down maybe a hundred dollars under what I had invested into it. So like I had gone under my investment by maybe a hundred dollars. And I think that was for just a few days as the price had hit its bottom. When it started going back up, I popped up back into the uh, positive side of things and it's just been going, going up ever since. So I look for places to save money and right now saving money, like saving cash is a very scary proposition to go towards considering how bad the inflation numbers have been going on out there. Everybody is talking about the inflation, 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 right? So holding on to cash may basically means that you are going to be destroying your purchasing power over time if you continue to do that. However, considering the environment we're in right now, I have a feeling that there's going to be buying opportunities coming into the future as small of a window that that opportunity will be, you have to have cash at the time. You can't be like looking for cash when those opportunities come up. You already have to be in cash. So that's the position that I have taken, anticipating something coming into the future as far as buying opportunities go. And I don't want to be sitting there trying to figure out how it is that I'm going to be taking advantage of these buying opportunities if you don't have the cash. Now, Bitcoin, on the other hand, has turned into a great savings account for me. Now, I look for places to save money. Like I say, cash is not really the greatest place. Bitcoin seems to be doing incredibly well. And I'm going to continue to save into Bitcoin for probably ever the same pace that I am going right now. In fact, I might even kick it up to $100 a week once I've done it for an entire year. Like I might go an entire year once I see what the what the progress has been, then I might kick it up to $100 a week for both the stock portfolio and for Bitcoin. I mean, I'm not going to end either one of them. I'm just going to continue on with them and see where it goes. Now, ultimately, I love gold. Like, I love gold and silver. And the main reason why is because it's in my hands. It's my protection. I'm the one who's in charge of it. I'm not relying on a third party for anybody. And the world can burn out there. You still have that silver. And I tell you, it has been one, one fortunate insurance policy for me because there's been times in my life where I was desperate for things like a vehicle and had absolutely no money but yet I was able to crack open an ammo can pull out a few tube a few tubes of silver and buy those uh and buy a vehicle and I was back and back and rolling again and going to work so having a box of silver as an insurance policy I feel is something that everybody should do you know, even if it's just a small, you know, 
less than a paycheck's worth of worth of savings inside of a silver bullion, inside of a little box, sitting in the dresser drawer. And I tell you, if you have that, at least it was for me, I was able to sleep at night. I mean, there was a time in my life where I had absolutely no money, no savings, and was deeply in debt. And the only thing that I had was that box of silver. And man, without it, I just don't think that I would have been able to even even deal with some of the things that I was going through at the time. You know, it's when you when you're at your absolute bottom and you cannot figure it out, any little thing is is absolutely like the world's most stressful thing that can happen. Like I guess, you know, I kind of relate it down to like if you are super rich and you are about ready to make like a 10 million dollar deal, like you're a big time businessman and you're about ready to make a 10 million dollar deal and this is like, you know, a serious thing going on. Well, the amount of stress that you are feeling from that is the same as somebody who has absolutely nothing has stepped out on their way to work and realizes that they have a flat tire and that they have to get to work right now. That stress level is the same whether you're doing that $10 million deal or having to deal with that flat and you have no way of being able to repair it. You know, if you just don't have the resources, that stress level is very much the same. So, if you are down at the tire level where a flat tire is going to ruin your day or cause a lot of stress to you, again, having that box of silver when something like that happens really eases the stress, really eases the pain. All right. I'm an educated economist. Oh, thank you guys for all the, um, the opinions and stuff on the intro. I really appreciate it, guys. I mean, I kind of agree with you. I think that an intro would probably be a bit too much for the channel. Maybe we'll save it for special occasions, which I think would just be a great idea. Maybe for like when we do interviews or something like that. But uh, I really appreciate you guys' opinion. And um, yeah, you guys let me know. Uneducated Economist.